What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND, if you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, anything that we're discussing on the show or anything we might have discussed yesterday, you have an opportunity to call you want to parlay that conversation over to today you feel free to do that the only thing we ask you to do is just to call during the uh, breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks and also if you need to follow me via twitter you can reach out to me at sports grind all right and also if you want to stream the show live and you can leave comments i'll read those on air in real time or i'll respond to them later uh, you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my business uh, my excuse me my personal page and you can leave comments and again i'll respond to those in real time or i'll respond to them later and keep in mind if you ever miss any of the episodes live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily 365 seven days a week and also you can go to the same website which is sportsgrindonline.com if you are in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial radio or we're being preempted by play by play you can go to the same website click the play button and you can get us live there 877 grind what's up mr clark you ready yes sir ready rock and roll all right so uh again yes we are it is tuesdays going up on a tuesday uh we've got a lot of big news probably going to be shaking down here uh real quick just a programming announcement again for people that didn't tune in to friday's show or yesterday uh we will be off this friday of course this is labor day weekend uh everybody's off on monday but uh we'll be off um definitely on friday so we'll be with you of course tomorrow and thursday thursday we'll take a look at the uh, college weekend and some games that are early to get the college football season start so there's your programming announcement in regards to the docket announcement for today like i said it's some big i mean you know, of course, we're going to be NFL heavy because we always are, especially this time of year. Uh, but it's deadline time, uh, cut time. We've already got some releases. Uh, I'll lean on Mr. Clark here uh, to let me know what's the latest coming down the wire since we while we're on air. Uh, the biggest day deadline that the whole football uh, nation is watching uh, is really the deadline for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that should break while we're on air because there's a deadline, I believe, of three o'clock or four o'clock Eastern Standard Time which would make it 3 o'clock Central Standard Time and 2 o'clock Mountain Time, okay? So that's going to be, we're definitely going to get into that once that comes down to the wire, and I'll touch on that here shortly. Uh, so we'll get a lot of NFL news as well. Um, also, what else we've got going on here? We've got to do division picks. Uh, today, we're going to do the NFC North, and we're going to do the AFC South, Okay. 
If you notice, I'm going by divisions that I really already have a feeling. I'm, I'm saving the juggernauts, you know, kind of midway uh, for last. But we're going to do the NFC. These are still not easy of divisions to pick, but we're going to do the NFC North and the AFC South today. Also, uh, NCA, like I said, uh, we'll look at early matchups come on Thursday before we break for the holiday weekend. But we've got a quarterback named uh, in Ohio State, a starting quarterback, Kyle McCord, is going to get the nod. I don't know too much about him. Uh, I haven't time time to really, you know, study him. What is he sophomore, junior? Is he there? Is in transfer portal? But he's got the not starting nod. And remember, uh, you know, the head coach had already basically said that, hey, I'll take this all the way into the season if we have to. So to me, they named somebody for the sake of the team. But that's probably one of those battles that's. Uh, Stay tuned to, in my opinion. Um, also, what else we got? WNBA. I didn't have it on the docket yesterday, but we had the last regular season final round finally between the Liberty and the Aces. And, you know, the uh, Liberty gave them the business again, uh, the Aces. Uh, this is a season series, I think, is at 3 3, okay, for the season series. Uh, the storyline with this one uh, was definitely really that came out of this one is really the gap that's closed between Liberty and the Aces for the number one overall seed. Now, again, Aces dropped a game the other day, uh, just two few weeks ago. I didn't bring it up, but they lost their first home game of the season. And you hear the great Becky Hamming talking about fatigue. At this point, she feels like they're tired on the season, which makes sense because, you know, they have a target on their back, whether they play the Liberty or everybody, any other WNBA team. But uh, that's definitely the matchup I think everybody is waiting to see um, here in a few months in regards to the WNBA finals, if you pay attention to that sport. Um, and since the quality has gotten better, play a basketball, I do. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not diehard in it every day, but for the most part, I know kind of what's going on. And probably the Connecticut Suns are probably the one team that could spoil it um, for, I would say, the Liberty. Because even though it's the season series is tied at 3-3, the Liberty has been known to play down to their competition. Uh, they get up for the Aces, just like I said, like everybody else, because those are the two franchises that had the most season moves and the offseason uh so that's a given but uh definitely will probably be on the collision course for those two and a final note on that the crazy thing about it last night's game was decided by nine points i believe and that's the closest that any of these games have been they've been blowouts i mean regardless of the aces have won or the liberties won last night was decided by like around nine points i believe it was and that's the closest out of all the games they've played a total of six games this season so uh there yet we've got the Ryder cup uh named uh if we don't run out of time uh, we'll get some um, thoughts on what are the final roster of the Ryder Cup uh, and we'll look at the captain selections uh, U.S. Open like I said yesterday tennis is underway out of New York it's my favorite Grand Slam uh, for tennis uh, the Joker came out swinging man uh, Djokovic looked flawless in his opening match um, you know so therefore it's just amazing I mean this is still a tournament that he can uh, tie for the all-time Grand Slam uh, winning record uh, men or women so that's just going to be a story that's going to continue uh, to matriculate in New York as the U.S. Opens continues to roll on MLB Altuve hit for the cycle uh, yesterday in Boston and it's well I can't say it's hard to believe because it's not that easy to do but that's the first time he's done it in his career uh, that he's done it um, other baseball that came across my radar radar as well too um, well two things for one 
Mookie Betts, uh, he's definitely sneaking in those MVP talks on the National League side. Uh, he's starting to heat up, in my opinion. Uh, the Dodgers are balling. Uh, you know, the only thing I doubt them is in the postseason is their pitching. But if their pitching holds up, um, it's going to be must see TV, especially if we get an Astros Dodger situation. We know the history and the bad blood between those two. Um, other thing that came across my radar last night um, took place in Coors Field in Colorado. We had a fan uh, that ran on to the field in the outfield and ran right, at to, uh, right towards Acuna of the Braves. You know, the Rockies are taking on the Braves. Um, look, you know, I thought Acuna handled himself pretty calm. You know, I can't imagine being in that situation, especially these days and times where, you know, you're at the ballpark and you're in the outfield. And, you know, you keep a distance between you on the field. If you're center field, then really it's not like, you know, from that wall. I mean, on TV it looks close, but really you're still a distance. You can hear what people say for the most part. But to sit there and have a radar of who's really coming off the field, is somebody, that's a that's pretty much a scary moment, in, in, you know, in general. Um, I don't know, Colorado. I mean, you know, this is a problem. I mean, I'm not going to bang on Colorado for this, the fan base. I mean, I would be more critical in the fact of they keep keeping Bud Black in uh, as a manager with Colorado more than them controlling their fans. Um, when you see that, this is the reason why the sale of alcohol is always a debate at sporting events, especially in these days and times, uh, when you cut it off and when you don't. Um, also, it just goes back to where it's been more prominent in the NBA, but it just goes back to the main discussion we've had in sports over the last heavy for the last three years for sure is uh, player security when it comes to fans. Um, and, you know, you hear it more about in the NBA. You know, you've had the incidents with Russell Westbrook and, you know, other you know counterparts that have gotten into it with fans and have actually been verbally attacked um, and pretty much, you know, threatened. Um, look, the heckling of sports, I never want taken out from fans. That's part of it. I mean, you know, I think everything's on limits besides somebody's family, somebody's ethnic background, um, and probably somebody's mother. Uh, other than that, you know, skill set, trolls, somebody that you used to date, somebody. What I think all of that is, you know, fair game. But the problem is you have it in the social media era that we have a situation where people are so angry and they're so used to spewing their takes out every day through social media. And they'll tag this person and they'll just say, oh, I hope he responds. You suck or whatever. When you go to games, some of that and especially if you mix alcohol can take over the top where we're at right now. Now, this what happened last night at Coors Field. This could just be pretty much when we find out uh, something to try to go viral, a dare, a bet loss. But I'm old enough to have lived and witnessed with my own eyes of what happened to Monica Sellis over in the Rolling Garros in the French Open uh, years ago. Her career was never the same. She got stabbed in the back with some scissors. And Monica was one of the best players at that time. And in my opinion, her career was never the same after that. Okay. So it's always a possibility of that being a situation that's kind of scary, you know, in a situation. But I thought Acuna handled himself the best he could. 877-37 grind. All right. So without further ado, let's start with the NFL, uh, with the news uh, circulating and cuts 
and who's out and who's in. Uh, definitely have some news in regards to uh, the Denver Broncos and some of their releases that they had to make today. They made a trade. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but they made a trade at the kicker position. Um, and they let go of one of their tight ends. And pretty sure you know who that is by now. I'll definitely give my thoughts about that. Uh, but before we get to that, um, again, today's cut down day. We'll look into when we get back from the next segment, we'll kind of look at some of the names that's been cut. We know Von Miller is going to start on the pup list. He's going to miss the first four games for Buffalo. Look, I mean, they brought him in. I knew when they paid him, they overpaid for him. Uh, but I also felt that Von Miller, based off of what he did for the Los Angeles Rams in winning that Super Bowl and what his resume was, uh, you're talking about a Super Bowl MVP, he deserved that contract. But I knew they overpaid for him. Um, and they haven't got dividends. But the main thing is, is that they need, they have to have that pass rush. I mean, Buffalo is, you know, they've had... Uh, I won't say they've had a, in my opinion, this is this is my opinion. I won't say they've had a Dallas Cowboy offseason, but Buffalo's offseason has been kind of shaky, too. I mean, that's been nothing to write home about. And then you get the bad news that Von Miller is going to be out for four weeks and you're staring dead red at a division game in week one. You don't think they could use even a 70 percent Von Miller to chase Aaron Rodgers around uh, with the offensive line that I believe that's going to be under scrutiny. I believe the Jets offensive line is going to have some good games or real good games. And I think they're going to have some games where you kind of realize that, you know, out of special teams, well, I haven't really concentrated on their special teams, but out of defense and offense, uh, you know, this is skill positions, wide receiver, safety, pass rushers. This is our weak link, you know, is our is our offensive line. Uh, so you don't think Buffalo could use Vaughn, uh, you know, opening. That's some bad news for them. Uh, but we kind of started with them yesterday and it's going to be a parlay to follow up because part of this transcript got lost in the shuffle. And I don't know if it was just shortly after or before, but I kind of want to talk about Jerry Jones's comments. I, I want to start there. Uh, because not only did Jerry come out of left field on everybody, did not tell Mike McCarthy, didn't discuss it with Dak Prescott. I mean, hell, I don't even know if it's confirmed yet, even discussed it with Steven. And that's his son, and he has the general manager and president title. But not only did he trade for Trey Lance, which we've heard thoughts by Jimmy G, by the way, with that. I, I, I told you, as much as I like Kyle Shanahan, and I've got a lot of respect for John Lynch, they're not out of the woods yet on this Trey Lance situation. And we'll get to that. But when we talk Jimmy. But Jerry Jones, and I remember there was rumors about him like, yeah, come on, man. Why are y'all just stirring soup for no reason? But Jerry pretty much confirmed what I remember being around rumors a couple years ago. He said, hey, I want to mention no names. I'm paraphrasing him, by the way. I don't want to mention any names. But if that guy in Philadelphia, that quarterback would have fell right, you know, to us in the second round or he would have been there. We probably would have done this. For you. We probably would have drafted him. Now, you only make this comment. I mean, we are less. I mean. We're two days from being a week out from the season starting. Camp is pretty much done. We're cutting down to 53 today. The only reason that makes sense to even make that comment, okay, is the fact that you, somebody's been in Jerry's ear. It could just be old age. It just could be just him just like, I don't care because finally he's just going to say, hey, man, I don't know how much time I got on earth. I'm just going to let it hang. 
The only reason why you do this is for the simple fact of if it's somebody has convinced Jerry or Jerry's convinced himself, he needs to motivate Dak Prescott. He needs to motivate Dak Prescott by fear. Other than that, if that's not the motive, it makes no sense for the owner or anybody for that matter to, if that know that understood what the situation is to go and say, hey, to be honest with you, a few years ago, we were about to make a move and, and, and draft Jalen Hurts. I mean, can you, I mean, it's either motivation or you can't tell me you can't say it in so many words that you have just totally lost it with Dak. Like you're done. And what's crazy to me is that you would think these were comments. You know, we, I understand whatever the Trey Lance thing was, fourth round, we don't need to have to rehash that. But you would think for these type of comments or even a move of Trey Lance, if that was part of a little, hey, I'm going to send a warning shot. You would think these comments would come in, I don't know, I don't know, March, April, right before draft, right after draft. Not do the factor where you're about to go into battle with the 53 guys you got. Damn sure the quarterback that's sitting there, that's already there. I just don't get it, man. And that's the reason why I'm not really confident about how good really this Dallas Cowboy team is going to be this year. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro Tobel Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. 
keep in mind specs they have texas size stadium collection uh, selections excuse me when it comes to their selections and when it comes to preseason tailgating they're the ones that do it best and also don't forget if you're looking for uh the latest new product that's coming in or you know what you want and you just want it delivered straight to you don't forget about specsonline.com because the fun starts here that is specs official sponsor of the sports grind and an official partner of the dallas cowboys 87737grind um so just to wrap up real quick on the um Jerry Jones situation um and comments it's just i don't know i just don't know if you have the right coach and the right culture to get away with this without really being a distracting a distraction or really basically messing with I mean, look, I've always the reason why I stand in Dak's corner a lot, because I think he's mentally a tough. OK, what he went through at Mississippi State, losing his mom to cancer. I can speak on that. I, I mean, I didn't go to college, didn't go to Mississippi State, but I had to battle through losing a mother to cancer. So to me, that's why I know I've always thought that Dak is mentally tough. You know, keep in mind, he had a brother that committed suicide. OK, so I don't you know, Jerry's comments about well, we would have took, you know, Jalen Hurts. You know, that I don't think that that is going to really, you know, break Dak down mentally. But what it does, it, it, it catches a, a cloud over him for rest of the guys in the locker room. And, and it puts that it lets other guys in the locker room like Micah Parsons, who's becoming the true leader of the team, or well, at least the mouth of the leader of the team. Guys like him, guys like C.D. Lamb, you know. It, it puts it puts it in their heads and let them know, like, you know what? There's doubt in our quarterback up top. And I believe they've been sensing that. And I believe that's the reason why their training camp went the way it was with all that trash talking between, you know, um, Diggs and Dak that they tried to downplay, which I don't think was that big of a thing. But it kind of showed me they, they tried. They think Dak needs to be toughened up the players. But Jerry's adding to it because, like I said, why in the earth, and especially with the former MVP and the reigning division champ and conference champ, speaking of Jalen Hurts, why would you even put that out there for him? Like, you could have easily said, hey, well, you know what? Actually, a couple years ago, we were thinking about doing a quarterback possibly in the second round pick. You could have just said that, but he put a name on it. He put a name on it. 877-37-GRIND. All right, moving on. Before we get to, we've got, I guess we got Twitter uh, checking in with us. Jones, who we got in Twitter with a, a Twitter question out there? Yeah, got, got Dante over there uh, on Twitter, and he said, um, you know, first off, the Aces, you know, last night got beat pretty bad, but he feels like they still have confidence. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. he pulls for the Aces. Uh, he, but he said, Cal, thoughts on Saban not releasing depth chart or naming a starting quarterback just yet? Um, you know, of course, we've got college football this weekend. Yeah, it's kicking off Saturday. I just feel that it's one of those situations, Dante. I agree with you about the aces. I think it is fatigue, but they also think in the same breath, the Liberty do not scare them. They they're not they're not. I've been saying that uh, after the second game because they got blown out the first time they played them, and all these have been blown outs like I alluded to a while ago. But I just think it's one of those situations they don't fear them. But can they really beat them in a series? You know, where you're not playing. Every other, I mean, damn, they don't play every day really in WNBA either. But you know, the travel you can focus on one talent and one team and their weaknesses and strength that's a whole story, different story. So, I believe you, I 
agree with you when you say that. In regards to Nick Saban's comments or what he's refusing not to do, um, all that tells me, and like I said, I don't care if, if you take the Saban name off of it and you take the history of what Alabama's accomplished, I still say the same thing. It just shows that no one, you really don't have one yet. That's, I mean, that's what it tells me. I mean, if you don't want to name one, you that means two things. You still have a competition that's going on. Um, well, three things. One, you still got a competition going on. Two, no one has separated themselves yet from this competition, and you need to see game action from both of them or whoever, all the three of them, however many is in this competition. And thirdly, you don't have one. And that's the reason why, you know, I haven't really come in guns a-blazing about Alabama being ranked fourth or fifth or whatever they were in the AP because that is really about a little bit of the youth, but it's really about the lack of the quarterback. I mean, you got to understand, like, you made a transition. I mean, even if you go back to A.J. McCarron, A.J. McCarron was a solid college football quarterback. I think he, hell, I, th I just think he got the raw deal in the NFL. I I I'll say it there. You know, I think A.J. McCarron damn near got the black quarterback treatment in the NFL back in the 90s, in the 80s or whatever with quarterbacks because he had the stigma like nobody from Alabama can play quarterback. A.J. could play. He just never got the right opportunity. Um, but if, even if you start with A.J. and then you go from there, you got to think you when you talk about going and finding, uh, you know, a Jalen Hurts. And then from there, you're talking about a Tua. And then from a Tua, you're talking about a Bryce Young. I mean, there's been a good strain uh, run on quarterbacks in Alabama. So right now, due to the fact that he doesn't want to name one is because they don't really have one as of yet. Now, one of these guys can emerge and just do the job. I mean, really, when it comes to the way Alabama's always been structured, you just don't have to screw it up if you are a quarterback. Normally, they're going to have a solid defense and play smart defensive football for long stretches. You just can't sit there and turn the ball over. And I do believe that Nick Saban will have his offensive coordinator tailor the plays and tailor the game plan due to the strength of the quarterback. Just because they might have two five-star receivers, and we've seen the richest of receivers come through Alabama in the last 10, 15 years or so, really, 10 to 12 years, that doesn't mean anything because that, that's, that's the difference what separates Nick from a lot of coaches. So that's my thought on that, Dante. But keep it moving. Back to the NFL before we go back into college. Any names that are coming out? on the release before I get to the uh, one made up in the Mile High City in Denver. Any other names that you come across your radar that is being released or waived or cut? Well, a handful here that have popped up uh, over the last 24 hours since we were here yesterday Okay, that yeah. I feel are of note. I'm not going to recap anybody that we went over yesterday, so feel free to check out the podcast, sportsgrindonline.com. But names here... Uh, of note over the last 24 hours. Max Duggan did not make the Chargers roster. Um, so they've got Easton Stick over there. Uh, looks like they're going to move forward with him as the backup. Max Duggan uh, did not make it. Uh, Desmond King and Christian Kirksey both released by the Texans. Um, Desmond King, has, the better days are behind him. Uh, I believe came over from the Chargers. You know, been in the back, uh, the back end of the defense for the last few seasons with the Texans, and you know they're they're kind of in a different movement now well, because they're they're <clears throat> excuse me they're they brought in their own guys. You know, from the moving on from the Lovey Smith, but you also feel like under D'Amico Ryan's they're getting younger, right. and he's wanting to bring them up in his culture, and that kind of speaks from the Kirksey side. Last year, Kirksey was the the captain on defense, hmm. so you don't make it through cut day. You know that's. That shows you that, uh, again, D'Amico Ryans believes in the guys that he's brought in, 
Uh, I think is what Christian Harris is going to be the be uh, captain in the middle of the field there for. Uh, for Houston, uh, so interesting move there. A veteran, Jamison Crowder, didn't make with the Giants. Uh, that's a name everybody yeah, knows. Uh, you're familiar with. He's been a reliable target in his time over you know here and there. Uh, so again, just not making the cut there. In New York, uh, interesting one here. Ronnie Brown didn't even know he was still floating around the NFL. Uh, he was with the Buccaneers, I guess, this preseason. A running back, you know, former Miami Dolphin. He got cut. Uh, Denzel Mims. Lions traded for him from New York. New York, you know, obviously is pretty set at the wide receiver position, speaking of the Jets. Yeah. Uh, they had traded him for, I think, like a seventh rounder. Uh, there was conditions as to whether he would make the roster, as to whether that pick, whether that pick would even convey. Uh, they released him. That that trade does not convey then. Jets don't get a pick. Ben DiNucci, speaking yes. of the De- Denver Broncos, looks like they're moving forward with Jarrett Stidham. Oh. Um, so Ben DiNucci's out. Uh, another quarterback out there being released today, uh, P.J. Walker for the Bears. Uh, he P.J. Walker, you know, he's he's got starting experience. Yeah. He's coming over from Carolina, so you kind of maybe felt okay. And, 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 again, I like a backup quarterback to kind of fit the same scheme that I'm wanting to do with my starter. I felt that he would, would have provided something, again, that kind of consistency behind uh, Justin Fields. But uh, – the the Bears feel free uh, feel comfortable moving on from him. Hmm. Well, and then of course you've got your biggie. Yeah, I, I think uh, first of all backing up to the Texans uh, when you talk about the captain of last year on defense. Um, that I wonder if that's one of those situations because sometimes you know fans and even people in the media can just say like, "Hey, man, this guy's getting cut." What? Oh, but you don't really look at the circumstances where it's a financial situation. And now when you're talking about trying to get down to 53, everybody's got a deadline. You're like, "Okay, well, we really need to carry two tight ends. We nearly carry four running backs, so we don't like to cut them." But it's just it's one of those things. But I think I wonder if those that's one of those like you know D'Amico system. You know, how you have some coaches run a four three, but he's running a three four. I can't really remember what. They were running under Lovey, but I wonder if that's like a, you know, like one of those system system type of situations because that is very rare. If you're talking about you go from even in the regime change, even if you go from a guy that was voted team captain, you know, in regards to just outright the first cut, he's gone. So that that lets because even if you got guys bringing in, and let's say these are young guys that D'Amico's bringing in through draft or whatever. It, you still have a guy like that that's been around the ropes that you can use to coach guys up in depth in general. So that's an interesting one. Um, the other one, um, you know, and that's a nice segue in regards to uh, the Beneducci. I mean, he was brought from the XFL, you know, used to be Dallas Cowboys backup. Um, I think the first couple preseason games, uh, you know, I think definitely, in my opinion, he looked, uh, was playing better than Stidman. Um, I think after the game on Saturday night, um, and I think more than anything, and I kind of touched on this yesterday, I think the pounding and the beating that Stidman took on a couple of those shots, I think that went a long way uh, with Sean. Look, he's Sean's guy. You know, I'm going to be fair in this situation. I, I know what blame I'm shifting to George Payton. And I know what blame that I'm going to be looking at to say, okay, that's I can tell without Mike Cliss or anybody tweeting it out, I can just tell that's on Sean. That's a Sean move. And there's a couple of them, you know, today. And it's a segue in regards to, look, Stedman was paid $10 million. I, You know, that was questioned. I kind of questioned that game with the Raiders versus the 49ers. Sean talked about it. It sold him. He just said that he felt that he – and that was a hell of a front that he went up with against the 49ers. Like, hell, he looked better than Dak did. But the problem – but the thing – and I think he's very heady. You know, Bill drafted him, you know, during the time that, you know, Tom was still there and they had to get moved on. Look, 
the other cut that came besides Daducci, which is not a surprise to me, is this one. And I won't say it's a shock, but it's definitely a surprise, and it's Albert O. Uh, Albert O was released uh, today, and this comes off the heels of the type of performance that he had on Saturday. And evidently, you know, as media members, even if you cover them, you know, people from radio in my position, fans, whatever the case, you're not really there on the day to day activity. Now, granted, I think if you've paid attention to this organization for a while since Alberto showed up, you know, he's one of the guys that I know me personally, a lot of people were rooting for. Unfortunately, it took him to, I don't know, year four to click. Now, there's a video floating around out there, um, and it kind of shows in the same game that he just exploded, had touched two touchdowns, 100 yards, whatever it was, it shows a play in the red zone where he gets blocked. I mean, I mean, he gets jammed back, and I, mean, I think it's a run play, but he really gets blown up, you know, and it's one of those situations that people feel, and even I heard going in as this battle was going, his run blocking, like Sean is huge on tight ends that can put their fingers in the dirt and run and block and help in running. Okay, this is a guy that's been around the Wittens of the world, been with Barcells, big winter coats. This guy is, he, he likes tight ends that can block. Now, you're not going to carry like five tight ends on a roster. I mean, they, the one thing I keep talking about, the lack of depth that this team might have, they've been pretty deep at the tight end position. But with that said, I feel when you look at the injuries to the receiving core, I think that basically you look at one of the best play callers that we've had in our generation, you could find somebody with his athleticism and that could do, you could find maybe a package for him. Now the other knock on Alberto, he looked good Sunday. I mean, Saturday night, but the last couple of years, that could be a mix of bad quarterback play, bad coaching, but he's had a problem with the drops. So that was a surprise. I thought he was going to do, but you know what? This one's a Sean move because Sean bought a guy in from the saints I mean, keep in mind, Dolage is basically, I guess if you, I bet you if you look at their depth chart, Dolage is number one on the tight end. Dolage is a second round pick out of UCLA. That's a George Payton guy, uh, George Payton guy. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, look, and he's one of those guys that it wouldn't shock me if he latches on to another team and he pops because he's athletic. If he can handle his his hands and stay healthy, because a lot of coaches and system, they might not require him to run block a lot. But in Sean's system, that's important for a tight end, and that's kind of where he lacked it. But the worst-case scenario, I've already thought about it. I'm like, you know what? This is one of those that I could see them barbecue people up there. You know that barbecue, what do they call it, that KC barbecue? This is one of those that I could see Andy Reid and them going and just scooping him up. And that would taste a little bit nasty if these type of dolage don't really pop. Look. It just comes down to when you're paying a guy that kind of money as a head coach. And I told you, George Payton is like, I'm not going to disrespect him and say he's along for the Sean Payton ride, but he's very fortunate. I would say he's very, the way last year went and the pursuit of Aaron Rodgers and didn't get him the Hackett debacle and the way Russ looked, he is very fortunate that he didn't get his pink slip already. But he's not out of the woods because I'm going to tell you, if it really gets to the point where besides the injury bug or whatever, where you just look like, hey, 
if there's because I look at it this way. Because I go back and forth on this mentally, like part of me, because of what's at stake with the dead money, feel like no matter how bad it gets, as long as it didn't get as bad as last year, you got to ride it out with Russ. You got to let him finish 17 weeks because you're going to have a decision to know, did you see any type of improvement? Did you see this or whatever? So I think that's the way it's probably going to go. But part of me feels if you're in a situation where you're at week eight, and nine. And you're hovering around 500 or you're a game below 500. They're like, let's say they're a game below five or two. And it's obvious that everybody's just like, you know what? If we could just get the ball down, if we could just basically make better reads. I do believe at that time, based off the history I know of this man, there could be a change with that. Especially if you have the last thing Stidman did is put the film he did on for the, that half. I don't care if it was against third, four stringers, against the Rams, the Sams are horrible. At the end of the day, like I said, I can't think of the last time. I have to go back to the sheriff. And I ain't talking about the year they won the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the year before that, the last time I seen a Denver team score 41 points. I don't care if it's preseason, regular season, Madden, Tecmo Bowl, 41 points. So, again, but the Albert O, it doesn't shock me, but it does surprise me a little bit. But that's a Sean move. The other news for the day for the Denver Broncos before we move on, um, in regards to they made a trade. Uh, Lutz um, gave up, I think I heard, a seventh-round pick to the Saints for Lutz. Um, Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is another one that this is a Sean move. Now, Bill Maher. Mahar, he hasn't been bad besides week one. I mean, he was solid in the Rams game. He was solid before. He didn't miss any extra points. He didn't. Lutz was in a hell of a competition. We talked about it yesterday. He was in a battle at New Orleans. Now, you're going to go the younger way plus. I mean, Lutz ain't that old, but you're going to go younger. You're going to go cheaper. Now, if you go look at it, I think I saw probably since 2018, Lutz's number and percentages have declined since 2018. I want to add a little bit to that before we before we move on. But if you look at it, if you look at the statistical stats between Mahar and basically Lutz, Mahar had a better percentage than he did last year. Now, we remember what happened when that Tampa game in that playoff game. But again, this comes down to who you're comfortable with. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.